Greetings, and welcome to the Super Life Show with Pastor Joshua Lockett. In this podcast, Pastor Josh encourages us to live supernaturally through the power of the Holy Spirit by teaching practical biblical principles that will unleash the power that is inside of you. Let's tune in to this week's message. Exodus 33 verse 1. It says, the Lord said to Moses, get going, you and the people you brought up from the land of Egypt, go up to the land I swore to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I told them I would give them this land to your, I will give, excuse me, I told them I would give this land to your descendants. And verse 2 says, and I will send an angel before you to drive out the Canaanites, the Amorites, the Hittites, the Perizzites. There's a lot of ites, Amen. It says Hivites and Jebusites. It says, go up to this land that flows with milk and honey, but I will not travel among you, for you are a stubborn and rebellious people. If I did, I would surely destroy you along the way. It's amazing to me that God, who's a God of love, he tells to me, he said, I ain't traveling with you. Y'all got some people y'all ain't traveling with either. The people that you won't be in a car with for more than a minute, you couldn't handle it. You might lose your mind. <laughs> but, but God tells them, he says, I'm giving you the promise, but I'm not giving you my presence. Actually, I was a neighbor, do you want his presence more do you want the promise? He said, I'll give, you, I'll, give, I'll give the promise to you, but I'm, I'm not going to give you my presence. And the reason why I'm not going to give you my presence is because you are stubborn and, and you're rebellious. He didn't say necessarily you weren't perfect. He just said you were, you, you're, you were stubborn and you were rebellious. You know, I, I liken it to this example. I've used this before. Uh, everyone in here probably has had a cold before, right? When you have a cold, you know, uh, as much as people might love you and want to hug on you, amen, what, what do you tell the people to do out of love? You tell them to stay away because your presence will cause them harm in that moment. You didn't get it. In other words, your presence will not be beneficial to them in this moment. It will be what? Detrimental. So out of love and mercy, keep your distance. Another example is uh, sometimes conversations get heated. Sometimes they happen maybe at family reunions and times where everybody should be loving on each other. And somebody brings up that old conversation that's been pushed under the rugs. And they say, oh, no, here we go. Some people start walking out right there. I mean, you know, so the conversation gets heated. And because the conversation gets so heated, the per- two people that are mainly talking feel a need to get in each other's face so they can make sure the person hears them. They've already been screaming, but they've got to make sure the person hears them. So they get in their face, and, and one person tells them, brother, I'm going to tell you right now, if you don't get out my face in the next three seconds, there will be some destruction. So what's the idea? He says, out of, he says, out of my desire to preserve you, I'm asking you for separation. God told them, out of love, he said, I- I'm not, I'm not going to travel with you. I'm not going to give you my presence. 
because if I do, it will hurt you. And so I wonder today if God in some respects is holding back the glory we're praying for so much because he knows that if we have that level of glory, that it can bring a great level of destruction. There was a man, and you could take it or leave it, who was, they were singing a song, show me your glory, show me your glory. And he heard someone say, he said in so many words, stop singing that song. He looked around, and he found out what I would say was the Lord speaking to him. He said, if you continue to sing that song and I'll come, half of the people won't make it out. Because when you ask for his presence, it's asking for God. He told, God told Moses, the Lord, the Moses said, Lord, show me your glory. And God told him, he said, I'll let my goodness pass before you. You can see me from behind, but you can't see my face and live. In other words, out of God's mercy, he said, what you're, the glory you're asking for will actually kill you. Are y'all with me? So remember that person, God doesn't have a cold, but his presence can be dangerous to be around. And, and the thing about it, I want you to think about it like this, uh, you know, and I don't want you, anyone to be offended by this, but have you ever seen someone who, um, who they were pursuing someone in a romantic relationship and they liked the person, but they didn't like everything that came with the person? They, they wanted intimacy with that person. <laughs> But they didn't like everything that was connected with it. Let me give you an example. The in-laws. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, if you marry the person, <laughs> you marry Uncle, and then sometimes you even marry Uncle Joey, Aunt Nene, you marry all of them. You got to be in all their presence. Because when you marry one, you get the whole package. Oh, Y'all ain't talking to me. And see, some of us try to be selective with God. We say, God, I want to feel your love, but I don't want to feel your conviction. In other words, can I suggest this? He says, so when my whole presence shows up, I can't help but be holy because that's who I am. So some people say, I'm going to be selective with your presence. I like the way it feels, but I don't like the way it feels when it, when it tells me, when I feel you convicting me, when I feel you over me saying, you need to go back and clean up that conversation you just had. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, I want his presence. I want his glory. Can I tell you this? That sometimes I believe that we have to make sacrifices to be in his presence. That's what Jesus did. Jesus made the ultimate sacrifice so that we could be in his presence. He said, I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, you may be also, can I tell you this? That would not have happened without an element of sacrifice. So we look at this that, that just like that spouse that you want to be your, or that future spouse, you got to look at the whole package. So when we ask God for his presence and his glory, we have to ask ourselves, do we want the full package of God? Everything. You say, why? Because if we don't do this, there might be some of us that run out of the presence of God because we're not ready to handle the presence of God. The presence of God is very beneficial, 
But at the same time, it can be very detrimental. But Moses, after all of that, look at his conversation that he has with the Lord. He, he kind of reminds the Lord and, and talks to the Lord a little bit. And I want to read this verse, uh, verse, verse 14. He says this. He says, the Lord replied, I will, I will personally go with you, Moses, and I will give you rest. Everything will be fine for you. Then Moses said, if you don't personally go with who? With us. He says, don't make us leave this place. He says, how will anyone know that you look favorably on me, on me and on your people, if you don't what? Go with us. He says, this is why. He says, because you're for your presence amongst us sets your people apart. Tell your neighbors, neighbor, I'm different because of the presence of God. It says, for your presence amongst us sets your people apart. For your presence amongst us sets your people apart. In other words, people and me apart from all other people on the earth. How many of you want to be an exception today? How many of you want to live a super life above and not beneath? Well, look at what he says. He says that your presence is what sets us apart. How many of you want that, that type of lifestyle? That comes from his what? Presence. And he says, look at this. He says, the Lord replied to Moses, I will indeed do what you have asked for. I look favorably on you, and I know you by name. Then he goes on to say, then show me your glorious presence. Moses responded, verse 18, the Lord replied, I will make all my goodness pass before you, and I will call out my name, Yahweh, before you, for I will show mercy to anyone I choose. And I will show compassion to anyone I choose. But you may not look directly at my face, for no one may see me and live. So, in other words, when he says, show me your glorious presence, the Lord brought out the fact that he was really, in a sense, asking for his face. So, when you ask for the glory of God, in a sense, you're asking for a measure of his face. So, okay, so when we, there's a song called, Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Come on in. That's what we want him to do every service, right? If he's not comfortable, can I suggest he won't sit down? Say, neighbor, say, neighbor, I need him to take a seat in my life. There was a man, I forgot his name in scripture, but when they brought the Ark of the Covenant to his house, everything in his household became blessed. The Ark was symbolic of the presence of God. It was also symbolic of the enthronement of God. In other words, it was the place where God was sitting. When God sat in his house, everything in his household became blessed. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, I need him to sit down in every aspect of my life. I need his presence to sit down in every element of my life. And so, and so, and so we say, Holy Spirit, you will come on in, take a seat, inhabit this place. God of Zion, Judah. And then it's a part where it says, show us your face, Right? Well, what that show is your face means that show is your presence or your, your glory. Now, this past Tuesday night, I talked to us that the presence of God, when we describe the presence of God, it is the face of God. Everybody point to your face. I want you all to smile. And if you can't smile, we got a deliverance line coming up right now. Smile. That's what we do when we're what? Should be what we do when we're happy, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, unless we like Chucky, amen. <laughs> Smiling when you're about to hurt somebody. <laughs> then, okay, point to your face. What's another one? Let's frown. What do we do? When do we do this? 
You should do it when you what? Mad. Then you got the sad face. Do the sad face. Then do the shock face. Look at this. Same face. Different expressions. Same presence. Different expressions. So then, when we seek the face of God, some days we might feel joy. Other days we might feel peace. Other days we might just feel his love. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, don't put God in a box. Now, heaven, if I can say this, is a place where God's presence is unrestricted. The Bible actually calls heaven the throne of God. He's always seated in heaven. He doesn't just have a throne where the 24 elders surround. All of heaven is his throne. He sits, the whole city, the whole, the whole area in heaven is God sitting down because he's comfortable everywhere to take a seat. And the Bible says that in that place, this is what, I'm going to show you why we need the presence. It says, thy kingdom come, thy will be what? On earth like it is in, what is Jesus' prayer saying? That we're going to make heaven on earth. You know why? Because in heaven, nobody's sick. So when you pray his will be done, people start getting healed. Because in heaven, nobody's sick. We're talking about the super life. In in heaven, nobody is struggling on barely get along street. So when we pray the will of God, we become prosperous like they are in heaven. Last time I checked, they got streets of gold in heaven. Last time I checked, they got pearly gates. See, that's all in heaven. That's where his will is being done. It's unrestricted. So when God sits down in a service, his will can be in a place where it's unrestricted. His presence rests. So you say, Pastor Josh, what's one goal we can have every time we come together and worship God? That he finds a place to take a seat. Because when he takes a seat, anything can happen. You say, what are we supposed to be like in our everyday lives? Ushers. Have you ever seen an usher, a real good usher? That's what we should do to the Holy Spirit every single day of our life. We usher him into his seat so he can find a place of rest in our lives. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, I want his presence. His presence sets me apart. Say, his presence sets me apart. You say, what does it mean to be in the presence of God? So we know the presence is the face, and when we seek his face, we're seeking his presence. If you read Psalms 27, verse 8, I won't read it today, you'll see in the Amplified Version where it says to seek his face or his presence because the face of God or the expression of God is his presence. So when we go around and we say, you know, and, and, and can I tell you this, that, that you might not always feel his manifest presence, amen, but that not, that's not to say you're not in his presence. Are y'all with me? So, so this, is, this is critical that we find a position, a find our place in the presence of God. Moses said it sets us apart. I want to go really quickly to Job 26 just to show you, again, just to understand the presence of God. Job 26, verse 6. And then I want to uh, refer you to another scripture. We won't go there, but I, w- I want to show you this. Job 26, verse 6 in the Amplified, it says, Sheol. The place of the dead is naked before God. 
It says, in Abaddon, the place of destruction has no what? Covering from its eyes. I want to read this in the New Living Translation. It says it a little bit different. It says, the underworld is where? Naked and what? So let me ask you a question. Is the underworld in God's presence? Even if I make my bed in where? Your what? So in heaven is the presence, I mean, in hell is the presence of God there. The Bible says he is a consuming fire. And it also says by his mercies, we are not what? Let me tell you what I would say hell is. It's being in God's presence without his mercy and his grace. Y'all didn't get what I said. In other words, you say, what is hell? Hell is being in God's, tell your neighbors and neighbors, it's a dangerous thing to get in the presence of God without the mercy of Jesus Christ, the grace of God. That's why the Bible, I would say, says now we can come boldly. Why? Because of the blood of Jesus. If you are thankful for the blood of Jesus that allows you to come in the presence of God, why don't you give a shout of praise to the Lord? Right? Come on, just lift up a shout. I'm talking about the presence of God. Woo! Because I'm going to tell you, with my lifestyle, every time I walk in his presence, I shouldn't walk out alive. Because hell is the place of his presence without his mercy and his grace. That's why we should reverence his presence. The Bible says, may no flesh glory in his presence. I don't have, let's tell your neighbors and neighbors, I know sometimes we do, but I don't have time to be worried about my outfit when I'm in his presence. I don't got time to try to be looking cute and, and, and got bitterness. No, the devil is a lie. If I'm the, I better get rid of that bitterness before I get close to him because I need his mercy and I need his grace. I got to come in and repent. The Lord, I did a lot of crazy stuff before I got here, thought a lot of crazy stuff, but now I'm repenting as I come to your presence because I realize that your presence is holy, holy. We have this opportunity to come in. But there is great benefit. There is great benefit. You say, well, Pastor John, that was just in the old covenant. That was just an old covenant. New covenant. Can I suggest to you, there was a, there was a couple. Y'all remember that couple? Ananias. Sapphira. They had about, I think, a three-hour long service. Y'all said, that's a long service. Don't worry, I won't keep you that long. They were standing and offering. They start saying, what did you give? I gave this amount. Peter said, you didn't lie to me. You lied to the Holy Spirit. He dropped dead, gone. Then his wife came in. Nobody Instagrammed her, DM'd her, didn't do anything. Didn't tell her anything that was going on. She came in. She said the same thing. She dropped dead. The Bible says that they offended the Holy Spirit. His closeness is beneficial, and I would say even detrimental. We should never take it for granted when we come in his presence. We should always come reverential. I believe that David was so powerful because he knew how to fess up when he messed up. And he kept, and he even said this when he was saying, creating me clean heart. He says, take not your Holy Spirit from me. Tell your neighbor, I want his presence. I want his presence. Moses says his presence sets us apart. So we realize that the presence of God is the face of God. The presence of God is the expression of God. But let's look at some of the benefits of being 
in the presence of God. By the way, being in the presence of God means that his eyes are upon you. It's a special attention that you receive. It means that you come before him. Say, I come before him. That's what it means to be in his presence. Now, let me, let me give you some benefits of being in his presence or his presence being amongst you. Exodus 33, verse 15, I just read it, says that he will set you apart in his presence. In other words, he'll make you what I call an anomaly. Amen. He'll make you different. He'll, he'll make you the exception when you are in his presence. And I declare this year in the year of the super life that as we get in his presence, there he's going to set us apart. He's going to make us different. Say, say, say anomaly. Say anomaly. Number two, the, the other thing that I believe happens when we get in the presence of God is that he accelerates us. Say acceleration. Come on, say acceleration. Now, some of y'all, now sometimes in my car I have a tendency because I get in the presence of God so heavy. Let me go to the side, talk to some real people. How many of you know what I'm talking about? And so uh, he said, wherever you disposed your feet shall tread, it shall be yours. So I just push down a little bit harder maybe, and, and, and the gas just takes me. And I, I, I can't even be accountable for what I do. I don't know what happens to the Holy Spirit, and I won't blame it on you, Holy Ghost, no. But how many of you ever been driving a car, you put that, you push that acceleration, and you, you thought you were mission impossible, mission impossible, and, James Bond, amen, or Denzel or something like that. And you found out quickly when the police pulled you over, amen, that you're not on a movie. You're in real life. Amen. You try to blame it on the music. The music got me hype. I couldn't help it, no. Say your neighbor, say neighbor, acceleration. Go with me to number 17, verse 5. Number 17, verse 5. Number 17, verse 5. Say, I want acceleration in my life. Look at this. It says here, number 17, verse 5, number 17. It says in number 17, verse 5, I'll go find it and we'll catch on, on the screen. Amen. Number 17, verse 5, it says, Buds will sprout on the staff belonging to the man I choose. Then I will finally put an end. Tell your neighbors and neighbors, he's going to put an end to some murmuring. Amen. To the people's murmuring and complaining against you. So Moses gave the instructions to the people of Israel, each of the 12 tribal leaders, including Aaron, brought Moses a staff. Moses placed the staffs in the Lord's presence in the tabernacle of the covenant. Verse 8, when he went into the tabernacle of the covenant the next day, so this was 24 hours later, the Bible says this, that he found that Aaron's staff, representing the tribe of Levi, had sprouted, budded, blossomed, and did what? Ripe almonds. Almonds, all in what? 24 hours. Amazing things can happen when you're in the presence of God. What, 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 do you, what could you say this was? This was an acceleration that came over this, this staff. Why? Because it was in the presence of God. Can I tell you this, that you will go beyond your years as you get in the presence of God. God will accelerate you. He will, what did Moses say? He says, your presence sets us apart. In other words, when we accelerate in God's presence, there will be things that we will be doing steps ahead of other people. Why? Because we're in the presence of God. Tell your neighbors and neighbors, his presence can accelerate us. His presence can accelerate us. I believe this, and this is, you could take it or leave it. I believe that when you get to heaven, everybody's going to be doing things on an accelerated level because they're in so much glory. It's just going to be accelerated. I, I would venture to say, you know, the Bible says Moses was in the glory of God for 40 days and 40 nights. He didn't eat and he didn't drink. That's a supernatural fast. Because most people know that you can't go but so many days without water. 
But can I tell you something? You don't need the same stuff when you're in his glory. You don't need whatever, y'all not with me, you don't need what everybody else needs when you're in his glory. The Bible says he supplies all of our needs, in it, but in his riches, where? In his glory. Y'all ain't, ain't there. The Bible says that there will be no need for sun or the moon. Why? Because the glory of God is going to light up the place. Tell your neighbor, say, we don't even need the sun and the moon when the glory of God is there. Can I tell you this, that when you have the glory of God, some things you've been whining about, complaining about, you'll find out you don't need it because the glory makes up for it. You said, I wish they would have stayed in my life. Well, you'll find out you really didn't need them because the glory showed up. You say, I wish I still had that job. You'll find out you really don't need it because the glory showed up. You say, I wish that person would compliment me more. But you'll find out you really don't need it because the glory, the glory. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor, the glory showed up uh-huh so 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 we we, we realize we realize this that it, it, it's, it's a chance that in heaven everything is going to be going exceptionally fast uh it, it's a chance that when moses was up there he went to go down and he began to talk to god and he said oh it's been 40 days already the bible says a day to the lord it's like a thousand years y'all not with me the bible says he's not really being slow about his promise but his time frame is different. Can I suggest to you that when you get in the presence of God, time won't even feel the same? Y'all not with me. Can I argue that some of you in this church right now have been in the presence of God so strong, an hour has seemed like a couple minutes. Why? Because when you're in the presence of God, let me suggest time flies. Say so there's an acceleration that takes place when I'm in the presence of God. Some things that took four years arguably can take only, what, four days in the presence of God. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, I got to get in this presence. I got to get in this presence. So we see, number one, we see an anomaly. You become an anomaly. You're set apart. You're different. You are accelerated. Here goes the third thing that I believe that happens when we get in the presence of God. You become attractive, and I don't mean physically per se. You become attractive. Isaiah 60, verse 1. Let me go here really quickly. Isaiah 60. Verse 4, and I declare some people about to run into your life as you make an effort to stay in the presence of God. The people that God has called to assign to you, they're going to, it says right here, arise Jerusalem, let your light shine for what? For the glory of the Lord rises to what? Aren't y'all thankful for the glory? And it says, verse 2, it says, darkness as black as the night covers all the nations of the earth, but the glory of the Lord rises and appears over you. Verse 3. And it says this, all nations will do what? They'll come to your light. Mighty, tell your neighbor, say mighty kings. Say mighty CEOs. Say mighty business owners. Say mighty people will come to what? See your radiance from what the glory of God is on your life. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor, that's for me. That's for me. So anomaly, acceleration. There's an attraction that comes over your life. Here goes the other thing. Say authority. Come on, say it a little louder. Say authority like you got some authority. Come on, say it a little bit louder. Say authority. See, we were talking about the name of Jesus earlier, and we were singing the name, and we were talking about there's power in the name of Jesus. And tell your neighbor, there is power in the name. Come on, tell your other neighbor, there is power in the name. And one of the things to, to understand about the authority of God is that the authority of God is found in the presence of God. Tell you what I'm saying, it's found in the presence of God. Let me go really quickly to 2 Corinthians 2 verse 10. I'll show you. 
2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10, say, say authority. Say, my authority is manifesting. Can I tell you this? There are some things that you don't have to take anymore. Because when you know your authority, you'll tell the devil 10 miles away, stop right where you are. In other words, depression, see, that's why some of you all right now, there's some things that should have taken, taken your life years ago. No, 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 let me, be, let me go like this. There's some things that should have taken your mind years ago. But because of the authority that you found in the presence of God, you were able to cast depression out. And when you should have been locked up crazy, cuckoo, the presence of God broke that thing off of your mind and off of your heart to the place where they say, you don't even look like what you... Say your neighbor's neighbor, authority. Say authority. When you forgive this man, I forgive him too. And when I forgive him, whatever needs to be forgiven, I do so with what? Christ's authority for your benefit. Look at this in, in the Amplified. Let me, see, let me see this in the Amplified. It says, if you forgive anyone anything, I do forgive that one. And what, I, what I've forgiven, if I've forgiven anything, has been for your sakes where? In the presence and with the what? What is authority? What, what can authority do for you? Well, authority is connected to power. Say power. This is the year of the super life, so we, we should talk about power a whole lot. Um, because I'm speaking through this mic, you all can hear me. You all can hear me at a louder level because of how I position this mic to my mouth. But sometimes people get up and start talking. You ever see them, they go like this. And then somebody out there, we real smart, what they say. We can't hear you, put them. And he said, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And so what happens is the position of the mic determines how much impact I make. Here's the deal. When we get out the presence of God, the mic begins to run from our mouth. take your little five loaves. Y'all ain't with me. God will come and take your little effort and he will amplify. Y'all ain't talking to me. And he will cause it to bring more impact. Watch this without a change of effort because when you get in the presence of God, he will amplify your power. He'll amplify your words to where demons will say, oh my goodness, I just heard this man from the presence of God. I've got to go. Why? Because authority comes in the presence. So can I ask you a question? Are you talking on the mic because I want to tell you right now if you're talking you're gonna to have to work harder the presence of God makes things easier because authority what is authority It's divine influence when I have authority I don't have to work as much I don't believe Jesus is over there screaming telling the devil to get back no he doesn't have to when you're in authority you just say it one time say I want authority 
Gabriel came to, uh, I think it was Zechariah. He said, Zechariah said, uh, how is this going to happen? He said, you're going gonna to have a son. Now, he was pretty old, so he was trying to figure it out in the natural. And, and Gabriel says something very special. He said, I stand in the very presence of God. In other words, the idea could be I'm backed by God when I speak this. It will come to pass. Can I tell you this? When you get in his presence, there are things that you will speak that he will back. Why? Because you're standing in the microphone. You're not standing in your own power. Tell your neighbors and neighbor, my influence will increase as I walk in his authority. Say, demons will be cast out as I walk in his authority. Say, I need to get back in his presence so I can find his authority. Say, that's where his, that's where his authority is, is in his presence. Say, I want your presence. Come on, ask the Lord. Say, I want your presence. I want your authority. I want to move mountains. I want to cast out demons. Oh, y'all ain't talking to me. Can I tell you this? There are some things that are going to buckle as you begin to get back in the presence of God. Because you found your authority again. Numbers 14, verse 44. Keep going. Numbers 14, verse 44. Say, say, neighbor, say, get back in the presence. Say, get back in position. See, when you're out of position, you're going to have to use your voice. You're going to be losing your voice, all hoarse and stuff. <gasps> that devil been beating me up. No, I'm going to talk on the mic. I'm going to get right in the presence. Numbers 14, look at this. But the people defiantly, they did what? They pushed away from the mic. Okay. They pushed ahead toward the hill country. Even though neither Moses nor the what? So you don't want to make business deals outside of the presence. You say, what is the Ark of the Lord? Covenant. It was a place where God was enthroned. It was a symbol of his presence. So what they were doing was they were making moves without his presence. And so the Bible says this. They left the camp. And look at what happens. Verse, verse 45. It says this. It says, then the Amalekites, or the enemy, and the Canaanites who lived in those hills came down and attacked them and chased them back as far as home. In other words, they lost ground because they didn't stay near the presence. So, anomaly, you become attractive. God accelerates you. You begin to walk in authority. Philippians chapter 4, verse, excuse me, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17. Let me just show you this. See, when the Bible says, in, in his name we shall cast out demons, that really can mean in his presence. That's where power is released. How many of you want the super life? How many of you feel like you've been trying to talk and cast demons out without the microphone? You've been trying to do it in your own power. Can I tell you, when you step in his presence, you'll feel an authority come over your life. Look at what I said. It says, with the Lord's authority, I say this. Look at this in the KJV. I want to show you this in KJV. This is, therefore, I say in the Lord. Let me go to the Amplified Version. I say this, so this I say, and solemnly testify in the name of the Lord, as in what? There we go. So the name of the Lord is the presence of the Lord. It's the authority of the Lord. I believe it was David who said, uh, they, they try to put armor on David, Saul's armor. He said, this don't work. Tell your neighbors, the neighbors, stop wearing everybody else's armor. He took that off, and he just had some stones, five stones. And he took a stone, and he came, and he, we know the story. He threw it at Goliath, and one stone took down Goliath. Now, that's amazing that one stone can take down a big giant. But I w you know what I believe separated David is that when that stone got in the presence of God, 
it became like an AK-47. In other words, the power increased on that stone. In other words, he came in the name of the Lord or in the presence of the Lord. See, you can have sword and spear, but if you don't come in the name of the Lord, y'all not with me, then you, then you won't have supernatural touches. See, you can have all the accolades, all the, all the charisma, you can have all the intellect, but if you don't come in the presence of the Lord, you don't have that super touch on your life. Now, God gave it to you, but you're not going to have that extra tough. Why? Because in the presence of God, God amplifies our efforts. He increases our efforts to where a stone could take out Goliath. Can I tell you this? It is, it is, let me say this. I believe sometimes prayers do not work because we pray outside of the presence. There's no authority. See, I want its authority. Jesus says this, and I'm closing. Jesus says in Matthew 18, let's go there really quickly. Matthew 18, New Living Translation. Matthew 18, verse 18. New Living Translation. I want to show you something. This is, this is critical for us. Going to, <laughs> you know, the difference between, Samuel, let me, let me show you this, and we'll, go, we'll stay here. Samuel was an intercessor. All the intercessors said, hey, let me show you this. The Bible says Samuel grew up in the presence of the Lord. He, matter of fact, when the Lord first started speaking to him, he was sleeping beside the ark, which is symbolic of the presence. The Bible says that there came a time where the people, listen this closely, they told Samuel, said, Samuel, go talk to the Lord. Now, they probably didn't, they probably didn't want to talk to him because they didn't feel they had a relationship with him. Can I tell you this? that we, we need to learn how to become Samuels and Moses. We need to be the people that people run to to get a prayer through. In, in other words, watch this. Samuel goes to the Lord and he says, Lord, they want a king. He says, Samuel, really, they're rejecting me. In other words, the Lord was saying this. It's not really what I want to do, but I'll do it for the people. In other words, there are times where when you, have a, when you have so much authority in God, in the presence, that you'll move into his permissive will. He'll let you move into his permissive will. In other words, it's not something he really wants to do in his perfect will, but he'll do it because you asked. It's just because you, Jesus said there's a point coming where you can ask anything in my name. That's presence, and I'll do. That, that zone where you ask anything in his name, name is presence, he'll do. In other words, you got to be in his presence, and anything you ask in his, he'll do. Samuel came and asked him for a king, which was by, by indirectly rejecting the king of kings, God. But God still answered the prayer. Why? Can I suggest it was because he was in his presence. Abraham is talking to God, and God says, I'm going to release a special blessing over your child. He says, oh, yeah, may Ishmael come under the special blessing. Ishmael was the one birthed out of flesh. <laughs> There's some things that you birth out of flesh that you're asking God to bless. Y'all ain't talking to me. And so, and, and then God says, no, 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 he's not the one who will get the special blessing. It's going to be Isaac. He said, but because you asked, y'all ain't with me. He said, but because, see, can I suggest this thing? There's some things that God will give you in his presence just because you ask. 
Y'all ain't hear me. Now, 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 you know what's so powerful about this? You know what's so powerful about this? That if you study Ishmael, God still worked it back into his plan. Because if you know anything about Ishmael, one, pe- one group of people might say Ishmael is actually the ancestor of the Islamic nation. And that could be the reason why they're so blessed right now. Because, y'all not with me, Abraham put a blessing on them through a prayer in the presence of God. So, so look at this. So, but but, but that, ain't it. that ain't all. There, there was a man named Joseph. Who, who, y'all remember Joseph, the pit, the palace, you remember? Uh, Joseph, he had some haters in his life, and they said, throw him in a cistern. And they were really going to kill him, then they said, throw him in a cistern, and then Judah got into it. That's a whole other story. And, and, and this is the thing. So they threw him, and then they said, you know what? Let's just sell him to slaves. Let's just sell him to the Ishmaelite traders. You didn't get what I said. You know where the Ishmaelite traders were headed? To Egypt. In other words, could it be that God's blessing that came upon Ishmael blessed them so much, y'all not with me, that he positioned Ishmael in a place to save Israel? Y'all not with me. Why? Because, let me tell you this, there are some things that God blesses because he knows it aligns with your purpose. Even if it's hating on you, he'll still bless it if it's going to get you to your purpose. Because Ishmael, the one persecuting Isaac, ended up being the one that brought Isaac to the place of Pharaoh, to the place of authority. It's amazing how God can cause everything to work together. Even Ishmael, if he puts his blessing on him, he can still use Ishmael to get you to your purpose. So the Ishmaelite traders brought Joseph to Egypt. It's amazing. Awesome things can happen in the presence. So let's do a little review. Presence. It makes us an anomaly. It sets us apart. Presence. It accelerates us. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, you're coming into turbo mode. Turbo mode. Presence releases an attraction on your life for mighty men, great men. Presence releases authority into your life. That things begin to work that normally would not work. The reason why it didn't work for them in Numbers 14 is because I would say they left the presence. And it's in his presence that you can conquer every enemy that he's caused you to conquer. Outside of his presence, they'll constantly push you back. Depression will constantly push you back. Fear will constantly push you back. Rejection will constantly push you back. Insecurity will constantly push you back. Perversion will constantly push you back. But it's being found in what? His presence that brings the authority. That now, no matter how much chatter and commotion is going on in your life, all you got to do is get on the mic, and the microphone will cause you to overcome every chatter, every commotion, every lie the enemy ever told you, every, 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 every secret that the enemy has ever brought into your life, every confusing spirit. Can I tell you this? In the presence of God, that's when you begin to walk over scorpions and serpents. He said, I've given you power to walk over scorpions and serpents. Your feet will get strong in the presence of God. Your prayer life will go to another level in the presence of God. I'm talking about the presence of God. So Jesus says, I tell you the truth. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit, where? Will be permitted in heaven. He says this, and I'm closing. He says, also, I tell you this. If two of you agree here on earth, concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will what? Tell your neighbor, say, won't he do it? This is why he says this will happen. Because for where, where two or three gather together as my, look at this in the Amplified. Two or three gather together 
For wherever two or three are gathered, drawn together as what? Into my presence. The reason why verse 19 is going to happen, go back to verse 19. Again, I tell you, if two of you agree on earth, harmonize together, make a symphony together, yes, harmony has to do with it. It says about whatever anything, say, say neighbor, that's anything. That's even Ishmael. Anything and everything they may ask, it can come, no, it will come to pass and be done for them by my Father in heaven. Verse 20, look at this. For wherever two or three are gathered, drawn together as my followers into my name, his presence, there I am where? There I am. That's presence. So when the father looks down, if he sees his son's presence, he says, whatever they're praying, do it. Why? Because his presence approves every prayer. Sometimes during election years and election seasons, you'll see messages come up, messages, commercials come up, and they say, this message has been approved. In other words, Whatever's just been said is backed by a certain person. When his presence comes, it is the approving force of every prayer we've lifted up. When Jesus shows up, his presence comes. It means he's approving what you're saying. And in that place of approval, you can move mountains. In that place of approval, God can heal. In that place of approval, God can deliver. Why? Because his presence changes everything. Let's, let's just stand up on our feet real quick. We have an opportunity right now. One of the ways you enter into his presence is through praise. Say praise. Uh, another way you enter into his presence and you get his face is just through hunger. Say hunger. The Bible says seek his face. In other words, that means crave his face. That's his presence. Another way you move in is through repentance. Say repentance. Yeah, repentance. That's changing your mind. It's changing your mind about some of the things that you've been doing in your life. Because when we do these three things, we're opening ourselves up to the presence of God. I'll dare you right now just to begin to lift up your voices in praise and begin to call on his presence. Lord, we thank you for your presence. That your eyes, your supernatural, your special attention is coming on us right now. Yes, Lord. Come on, just lift it up real quick. We're going. Lord, we just honor you. We, we exalt your name right now. We need your presence in our lives. We thank you for the blessing that comes in your presence. We thank you for the authority that comes in your presence. We thank you for the approval that comes in your presence. We thank you for the attention that's given in your presence. We thank you that mountains can be moved in your presence. We, I even suggest even now that the, the Ishmaels can be blessed in your presence. Things that we might have done in our own, our own effort, Lord. We thank you that in your presence you can release a blessing upon it. We thank you right now for Isaac being blessed as well. But Lord, we thank you right now for the presence and your glory coming upon us. Your presence sets us apart. It makes us different. It allows us to live out the super life. It causes us to conquer giants. 
giants. It causes us to walk in authority and victory over everything that's trying to strangle our family, over everything that's trying to strangle our finances. It's your presence, Lord. It's your approval. It's your authority. And right now we decree that every demonic force is broken. It's broken off of the minds of every person in this room. In the presence of God, our authority is going to another level. Our authority is going to another level. Jesus, you said greater works will you do. And we thank you that we move in greater works. We move in supernatural works. Lord, we want your glory. We want your presence. But we also want your favor. Want your favor. I want to... I want to I do this really quickly. For those of you who fit any of these categories, I want you to raise your hand. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to direct you. You say, Pastor Josh, number one, I don't, I'm not producing the fruit of Christ. When we abide in him, he abides in us, and the fruit will be produced as we come into him, the Holy Spirit's presence produces fruit in our life. And maybe for some reason or another, you've grieved his presence. And because of that, you have cut off the fruit in your life. Today is an opportunity for fruit to start growing. Number two, you say, Pastor Josh, I used to follow the Lord. I hungered for his presence. I thirsted for his presence, but I... I I allow the cares of this world to distract me and take me out of the presence, but I want to come back into a place of favor, a place of approval. You know, God loves everybody, but he doesn't approve everybody. And I don't want just his love. I want his approval. I want his favor. That's you. This is your opportunity. Number three, you say, Pastor Josh, I'm not sure if I die today, I will go to heaven. Sometimes I'm sure, sometimes I'm not. And I want to go to that place where he rests, where his throne is. And I want to be there with him forever until we come into the new Jerusalem. If that's you, you're not sure that you're headed his direction. This is your opportunity. And then number four, you say, I believe I'm supposed to be a part of this ministry. God has called me to join and to connect, to be a part of this ministry, to grow. And I want to seek the face of God with the other believers here in this ministry. If that's you. Once you get ready. And then lastly, you say, Pastor Josh, I have not experienced the face of God or the presence of God in a long time. And to be honest, it's affecting me because there's some things that are breaking down in my life because I'm not in the preservation of his presence. But I want to experience his presence afresh. I need it in my life. I don't just want the promise. I want his presence too. That's you. If you fit any of those categories, when I count to three, just slip your hands up. We don't have to just talk about a God that we can't experience. We can experience him now. The Bible says, taste and see the Lord is good. That's experience. One, if that's you, get ready. If you feel him calling you today, you've stepped out of his presence, got distracted got distracted. He's everywhere, but we're not always in his presence. You got distracted. You moved away from the mic, and you're doing things in your own power. 
I declare as you come back today, he's amplifying you. He's increasing your influence. That's you. Get ready, too. And when I say three, I want you to slip your hand up at that shoe. I'll pray with you, pray for you. If that's anyone. Three, slip your hand up. Slip your hand up. If there's anyone that needs prayer, is there anyone that needs prayer? They say, Pastor Josh, pray for me. I need prayer on today. I want you to pray with me. Pray for me. Where, where's the hand? Okay, raise it high. Make sure you raise your hand high. Okay, great. I see that hand. Great. Is there anybody else? This is Pastor Josh. Pray with me. Pray for me. I need God to move in my life. My brother who raised your hand, I want you just to step forward. Just come down to the front. Amen. Let's give it up for him as he comes. Is there anybody else? Bless you, man. Is there anybody else that says, I need and I want and I crave the presence of the living God? I know it will set me apart. I know it will make me different. It will make me the exception in every area of my life. I've got to have it. If that's you, just make the move. Make the move. You can face me. Make the move. Make the move. I'm going to count to three. I want you to ask the person beside you, say, neighbor, if you died today, are you sure you would go to heaven? If they say, no, I'm unsure, say, come on, let's walk down there. I'm going to give you another opportunity. If you're not sure that you will enter into that rich presence, his throne, heaven, it's your opportunity. It's your opportunity. It's your opportunity. Lord, we just thank you right now. I want you to pray, my brother has come up, just pray with me. And I want us all to touch and agree <laughs> that as we begin to pray, that something's going to change in his life forever. Come on, just say this, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean. I want to grow up in your presence. I want to dwell in your house all of my days. I want to be in your presence consistently and continuously. Holy Spirit, do your work in my life. Produce fruit in my life. Make me just like Jesus as I get in your presence. May I go from glory to glory as I behold the face of Jesus. Lord, from this day forward, I declare victory is in my life by the blood of Jesus. I declare freedom is in my life by the blood of Jesus. I make you Lord. Jesus, I make you ruler. You have full control from this day forward in the mighty name of Jesus. And I thank you for authority over the devil. The devil is under my feet because I'm in your presence. I'm accelerating because I'm in your presence. Everybody that needs to come in my life, they're coming because I'm in your presence. I thank you right now that you pay attention to every prayer I pray because I'm in your presence. And from this day forward, I'll never be the same again. Come on, in Jesus' name, give a shout of praise to the Lord. 
Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. We at Triad Christian Center pray that you were blessed and empowered to live the super life. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at Triad Christian, on Facebook, Triad Christian Center. And we encourage you to visit our website, triadchristiancenter.org. Until next week, be blessed.